Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, August 14th. Well, little Travis shit for you on Star 94. That's not a hell of a golfer, too, as I remember. I believe so. Big fan of us here. Uh, anyway, Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. I'll get back to you and uh, get back to why I had that song played for just a second, but I want to say good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you folks in Woodstock. Ah, oh, Woodstock. Yeah, man, yeah, Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. Home of the, the, the woodshed. I would imagine. That's, that, that's when they get you over there and they, they, they beat you. It's oh, they say it's like the swamp in Florida. Yeah, in Woodstock okay. High School. Shout out to uh, Nick Marcakis is an uh, is alumnus of I, Woodstock. I saw that play again last week. I was watching the captain, and and it was that I think it might have been the last episode. But anyway, they were chronicling Derek, chronicling Derek Jeter's last at bat, and um, you know he drove in a run. He, they were playing Baltimore, and his last hit at Yankee Stadium went to right field, and he drove in the winning run, but he hit it to Mark Akis. Yeah. And he had the throw and just missed him. And wow. Of course, that's how Derek Jeter exited stage left. Listen, I want to clean up a couple things before we get into um, this topic here. And we were talking last segment because that's why I play trouble. If I don't clean this up, I'm, I'm going to have some trouble. Uh, first of all, um, Jackie Wilson did not perish and, and, or did not have his accident in Las Vegas. It was in Cherry Hill, New York, or New Jersey. Okay. Okay. And... He lost consciousness, had a heart attack, and was not breathing. Dick Clark, who was there, was running the show, didn't know what to do. Everybody's standing around, and it was a guy named Cornell Gunter. Cornell Gunter was a member of the Coasters. Fee, fee, five, five, fo, fo, fo. I smell smoke in the auditorium. How's that go, Sam? Yeah. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. So anyway, he... Noticed Wilson wasn't breathing and was able to resuscitate him. Oh wow! Then they rushed him to the hospital. That's part of the backstory. Um, but yeah, and then not only that, so he he left us in '84, but in '87 they raised money in a fundraiser spearheaded by a DJ out of Orlando named Jack Gibson. A lot of you may know him as Jack the Rapper, and because remember the convention used to be here in Atlanta, here in Atlanta. Jack the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Big time convention. My old boss, Bo Crane, down in Miami, used to bring some folks up for that. But anyway, they raised a bunch of money and purchased the mausoleum for okay. Jackie Wilson. And it lies, he had, it is in Wayne, Michigan. Okay. Right now, West, West Lawn Cemetery in Wayne, Michigan. Okay. So I want to make sure I got that, uh, that taken care of and, and clean that up there. All right. You know what I'd like to do right now? And What's I do that? this for you because, <clears throat> excuse me, we were going to spend some time talking about a subject that we actually talked about. Um, at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. So I would like to spend some time promoting what you have coming up. We did it early in the show, but we got a lot of people who weren't with us uh, in the beginning of this show. And so I hope you don't mind, but I think we should let, in our last hour, start things off and talk about the, the, the second season, the sophomore season of one of the biggest shows that we have here at the station. And it's coming back this Friday. The high school football scoreboard show hosted by you sam crenshaw chris parker and the correspondents once again eric slaughter is one of them mm-hmm. we got day day lewis we got we got garrett we got give the give steve, the list of the names steve gagliano and also uh, dylan matthews so we talked about this earlier in the show um it should be named by the way uh hss but you guys have been working so hard in preparations for this second season the station 
has I know helped you and giving I'm assuming giving you the tools that you guys need. But going into this, hey, we didn't know what it was going to be like last year. It just blew up. And everybody's waiting for it this year. And again, you're going to start this this upcoming Friday, 7 p.m. start time. We don't know when it's going to end because it depends on that that last game. But you guys have got some new stuff coming up this year. You're going to have this city blanketed. And I just wanted you to talk a second about the show and have Eric come in because he's going to be working with you. And you are now going to promise me in front of these hundreds of thousands of friends. Yes. Uh, of listeners yes. that you're going to make sure Eric got that first game so he can be back in here early on Saturday sure morning. Got, well, well, mo- <laughs> most, of, most of them all start at 7.30. Now, sometimes City of Atlanta or DeKalb will have a, a, a an early game if they're playing two games at one facility, which uh, which happens from time to time. Uh, uh, I so don't care. Eric gets one. the first game so, so that, he can get back and get some sleep. That, that's the, the thing. Um, but he, congratulations, man. We're all looking forward to this. Talk about your But, your, but your Eric show. just talked about he love, he wants to go to the games that are far out. He, he won't. He wants to see some places that he hadn't seen before. And that's, to me, that's the variety of it. And that's the excitement of high school football. Each community you go to has its traditions and things that you, that, 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 that you like and you look forward to when you go to the different games. And so that, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a treat uh, in, in going places. Eric, I, I know you found oh, that. Absolutely is. You know, like I said, you know, when you go out to North Paulding and they've got the Wolfpack sound and you go yeah. you go out to Lambert and, and you see that facility they have. Lambert's like walking onto a college campus there. Yeah. They're a nice football facility. And um, the other elements, the bands. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the cheerleaders. You and, that, know. and that's the other part. You guys did a great job last year. I said, look, you know, send, uh, and we just flood you know, social media with, with images uh, from there, it, principals. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. the, principals, the, the, the the PA announcers. Uh, I mean, you know, the them. people in the kitchen. Those the, those parents who are in there, you know, fixing the preparing things for you at the concession stands. Um, just to give you a feel for that and how the whole community yeah. gets yeah. into it. I had a chance, like I said, when I was at North Paulding, I interviewed the AD during the halftime, and one of the questions I asked him, I was like, "Give the listeners a little background about how this process goes." He says, "We're here at six o'clock on Friday morning." You yep. know, getting everything instead of blocking the spaces off, uh, you know, putting out the, the markers and doing the fresh lines and getting everything. And then you've had the boosters talk about how they feed those kids. Those boosters, especially the teen moms, and I had a couple of teen grandmoms okay. that talked to me. They was like, <laughs> you know, we start planning this meal on Monday. Oh, yeah. You know, because they, they kind of rotate the who's got which assignment, who's got what responsibilities. It's a, it takes a community to get those young men ready to play on 7 o'clock on Friday night. And it's, yeah. it's a big process. And I think one of the things we haven't mentioned yet in one of my favorite segments is your school day segment. Yeah. Bringing back the ex-high school players that some of them are really well, really well known. And some of them are like, oh, yeah, you played high school football here too. Tell us your stories. I think, you know, if anybody hasn't heard that, we always put those, you know, the recaps up on odyssey.com, 929thegame.com. No, we're going to play them on Saturday mornings. Yep. Be oh, sure yeah. of that. Well, we has had some great ones last year and some, uh, you know, who played and um, played the game at the highest level. And that's the thing, you know, Greg and Eric, you, you know, a lot of people – after they participate in something at such a high level, college and a professional, and they play a long time professional, nobody asked them about high school. Nobody asked them about their yeah. times playing high school, and it was before the game became a job. You know what I mean? And they, right. they, they, we think about this era in time; it, it kind of gets to be a little bit of a job because they, they always they're always going all season long. You don't have the time off in the summer. And for the guys who've been highly recruited, it it, it kind of becomes a business. But the guys who are you know, now now tired, retired and away from the game, 
they basically just played in their communities. They played with the guys mm-hmm. in, in the neighborhood, the guys on their football team, the guys they had grown up with and, and known since since diapers. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, and, and so that and ba- that by the way includes that dude calling Braves games right now. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. We, and we we we're working to get him. His Friday nights are kind of tied up right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and hopefully, you, you well know. into late into the season. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but but hopefully we're able to get them. Of course, we're talking and about we, about Jeff Franco, who's yeah, also yeah. Uh, a Georgia High School Football Hall of Famer. Um, so, but that's just it, though. We've had a number of people like him who've gone on to uh, to play baseball. One of them is a part of Braves uh, broadcast now, uh, Gordon Beckham, uh, who was a great, who's baseball player, played with the White Sox, uh, played at the University of Georgia, but was a great quarterback at Westminster. Wow! So, you know, I'm gonna try to get try to get him on yeah. on with us one Friday night. Let me so direct. That, let me direct you down down um, this path here again. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. As you talk about the show, you guys talk about how the uniqueness of this week plays into your inaugural broadcast. In that the Corky Kell Classic is going on, so you got these games before things landed. Mercedes Benz on Saturday morning, and so you guys are on Friday night. There's going to be a handful of coaches that are going to be available. So I know that you're working on trying to make this inaugural show even more special by getting some folks that you may not be able to get to during the regular season because they will have already played their game. Absolutely, and especially some of these coaches who are participating in the Kell for the first time. Uh, some schools because there are a lot of new schools participating this time in it, and so. Uh, they're not getting to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but they are going to be a part of uh, a part of this uh, celebration, if you will, of of high school football that now goes four days. So I'm sure some of those yeah. coaches. Well, well, think about it. For the games that we played on Wednesday, come Monday and Tuesday, tomorrow is the day you put your your final uh, game plan in. Right. And, right, and Tuesday right. is like a light day because right. you you playing on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. you know? So so they're those coaches are really adjusting their their uh you know their regular week that they would have, and then the other coaches are starting like up. Oh, this is game week. Yeah, you know it's time to ramp it up, and and you know if you know how coaches are, which Chris Parker was here right now. When you get to a game week Monday, they have a different mindset. Absolutely. You know, so it's 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 here. It's here. Not only I mean we got preseason NFL and high school started, and then another week or two, be ready for some college ball. I tell you. So here's my question to you guys, and 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 you mentioned one or two, but that's what got me thinking about it. What are some of the games or what are some of the locations you're looking forward to going to, not just because of the play on the field, but how they celebrate? How when you know either the game's won or a touchdown happens, this particular team does this or this stadium does that? Which one? Which one? Oh, oh the, the new lights at Sandy Creek High School. They <laughs> the, got yeah, those you know, you know, Any of those stadiums with the new lights, Greg. Yeah. The, the, the new LED lights right. are just amazing. Gone are the days of those uh, lights where you flip the switch and you waited for them to warm up for them <laughs> to come on and whatnot. Yeah. Them things are long gone, man. Uh, we, we get light shows. Yes, some of these it's, like, it's like a disco. Sandy <laughs> Creek has them. Uh, I mean, Oconee County, I think, has some. I think yeah. uh, I was down at McDonough. I think they have some down at, uh, down in Henry County McDonough High School. Uh, this is incredible just to see high school lights yeah. do that yeah, at, at, at a high really school fun. game. It yeah, really, really is. Fun. But you have some some old traditions like ringing the bell at Northcutt Stadium in Marietta, which is one of the great olds, and I was just out there Friday night, uh, one of the classic and a tight sideline. Hey. That sideline is so tight okay. there, man. You, you, I've seen a lot of cheerleaders get – because you can't, you, can't get out, you can't get out. You can't get out of the way, man. Yeah. Okay. It, it's a very it's nothing but a but a concrete wall 
and the, and the players. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but it's it's a, it's a charming a charming facility. So I was waiting for you to tell me that them folks up in Dawsonville they just don't wait for Chase Elliott to win. Sometimes if there's a big game up there, maybe they'll hit that what's that, that siren? The siren. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, oh, say, excuse say, me, the siren. Yeah, read the siren. But say the you siren. know what, Greg and Sam, you actually giving me an idea. I might what I'll do is I might go out to a couple games and ask. Some of the fans, hey, what's the after game tradition? Like I remember when I was playing high school football, everybody went to Pizza Hut. Okay, that's where you will find all the players after you game. Can't even go to a Pizza Hut. Anymore. No, all you can't do Hut, that no more. All right. Pizza Huts are carry out. Yeah, well, I mean, these but, days, but yeah. I guarantee you, I know that, that used yeah, to be the spot. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guarantee yeah, you, yeah, if yeah. you go to one of these games, like, okay, where does everybody go after the game? What's the movie? The movie from South Carolina that had. Um, uh, uh, radio. You remember how they used to all go to the oh, barbershop yeah, and drink yeah, coffee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find one of those. Or, or the other yeah. question. The other question is this: What do the coaches order after the game? Because what people don't realize, the coaches don't go home. Oh after no, the game. they watch that film. They watch and they break down the game film. So somebody's ordering a bunch of burgers or a bunch of wings or something that uh, that the coaches get, and they sit down and uh, and and they go through that game. They break it down that night after the game. You talked about the school you went to, and they said they started prepping at 6 a.m. in the morning. I believe that was Carrollton or something like that, yeah. But the coaches are there long after everybody else is gone uh, just to go through that and start working on next week. And the last thought on that, and we get ready to go to break, uh, a, a underappreciated job, and some schools have it and some schools don't, the equipment managers. Yeah. When I was sitting back waiting for some of the coaches, you know, and some of them have it running like clockwork, the kids come in, you know, parents don't have to wash those uniforms no more because the equipment manager, give me your pants here, give me your jerseys here, give me your, you know, your, your cleats. They, they, they have everything organized so well. And, you know, they even have someone that repairs the helmets and they have their game helmets and their practice helmets. I mean, I'm like, man, y'all got this thing going on. You say, when you say about equipment, you're talking about the locker rooms. In the last couple of years, they had to clean because because of COVID, they had to clean and scrub and mist and and you know and, and you know all types of smell. It, it smells so good in the locker room. It used to be you went to a school and you could tell where the locker room was. You could smell it down the hall. The, the locker <laughs> locker rooms are the cleanest room in the school the last couple of years in order for kids to get together to go out and, and play. And, but it, it also it shows that a lot of the locker rooms and some of the facilities that these schools have are from the alumni associations and the booster clubs because the schools themselves aren't always paying for some of these great facilities. It goes from the people that support these programs. Those communities. Which, those communities. Which the coaches and the players really feel it on mm-hmm. those Friday nights. Mm-hmm. It's, the, uh, it's the gold standard when it comes to high school scoreboard shows. It is going to premiere in its second season Friday night. The high school football scoreboard show. Mr. Crenshaw, Chris Parker, and a host of others. I can't remember all the names. I don't have them in front of me here, but y'all know who you are. Uh, Premieres Friday night, 7 p.m. And, uh, of course, anything special that happens on that show, or we'll just take something from it, we will be re-airing over the weekend starting Saturday morning when uh, when we get on here. So I want to give you a chance to spread your wings and talk about your show again, uh, Mr. Crenshaw. Coming up next, Joe Patrick. He's going to join us, talk Atlanta United, talk Falcons, talk Braves, and Whatever else is on his mind. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Now that your pictures in the paper being graphically admired, you can have it a one that you have ever desired. All you gotta tell me now is why, 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 welcome to the world in a week. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. 
August 14th. Where we say happy birthday. Let me see, I got, uh, who did I get earlier, Sam? I mentioned Magic. I mentioned uh, Huggy Bear, Steve Martin, Earl Weaver, yep. Wellington Mara. Here you go. Doc Holliday was born on this day. Really? Doc Holliday. And how'd you like to have his business card? Dentist, gambler, gunfighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that dude, and, and uh, you know, the old, oh, was it Gunfight at OK Corral? Mm-hmm. Like that movie. Um, and another name going back, bringing it back to sports. On this day, it's the birthday of Mark the Bird Fidrich. Oh, man. Remember him? That was a character. Yeah. Lost him in, um, I know he let this long ago, but we lost him in uh, 09. Really? But Mark the Bird Fidrich, he's one of those guys who would uh, who will always be a part of the conversations when it comes to, comes to, oh, that's you. I just lost you there, Sam. Well, go Why, and try why'd you do that? That's a, it rang itself off the, the, the thing it was sitting on. Okay. Okay. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, he'll be a part of Detroit lore forever. Yeah. One of those things there. Anyway, I wonder if, if when he woke up this morning and thinking about the many things that he talks about, Joe Patrick thought about Mark the Bird Fidrich. I doubt it. Well, let's ask him. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. All right. If you had to tell you, your grandkids are sitting around, you go, Grandpa, who is this guy that they call a bird back in the day? What would you say? How would you describe his time in the major leagues and what he did? Oh, gosh. I, he's kind of before my time, to be perfectly honest. I don't know much about him. You know about Jackie Robinson. Um, than, you know about uh, Hank Aaron. But because people you. write about him, yeah, they write true. about Mark. The Bird <laughs> they wrote true. about him for a period. <laughs> no, they don't. He's just Not like them. He's a rung or two lower yeah. below those. I guys, didn't say I he think. was equal to them. I'm just saying he wanted <laughs> them folks. To, man, him. they talk about the San Diego Chicken still. Okay, because San Diego Chicken still working. <laughs> that, <laughs> you're gonna lose that one. Yeah, he's still working, dude. Yeah, uh huh. That's close. He's still collecting checks. Please doing the same routine. Hey, Joe, <laughs> what's, what's up there? Anyway, uh, how are you? And we, throughout the morning, we've been speculating on what two hats you would like to bring to this segment. So, because normally you talk oh. Atlanta United, you got Braves. Of course, you were, you know, Falcons out there, Falcons camp. Of course, yeah. we had the preseason game. So, we're going to give you a choice of two. Okay. Two well, we definitely like have to, to talk Falcons. We, we, we got to talk Falcons, obviously, after their first preseason game. There's so much to discuss there. And then let's talk Atlanta United. All right, uh, we'll, start with Atlanta, we'll start with Atlanta United. And sure. You're off and running. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen, they, they played a game last night, drew 2-2 with, uh, gosh, <laughs> sorry, slipped my mind, FC Cincinnati, Cincinnati that they played. Yep. And I will say – you know, the result's probably not ideal for this team at this point. They've got to win some road games. And, of course, very difficult to win on the road in MLS, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I was really encouraged by the team last night, just the way that they played, the the uh, aggressive lineup that Gonzalo Pineda put out there last night. And the players, you know, just showed up and, and, and played that kind of attacking, um, you know, throw it all to, out the window kind of style and played on a nice edge. Of course, that means they gave up a couple goals as well. But I think that the way that they played last night is the kind of game that fans want to see. That's the, that's the, the kind of uh, – that's why you want to set aside your time to watch this team, right? Uh, that, so it's not the result that the team obviously would have wanted ideally, but it's not the worst result in the world. And it kind of gives them 
a little bit of momentum. They've got another game coming up this week against the New York Red Bulls that hopefully they can carry that momentum from. Um, and, of course, it's going to be very interesting to see how Gonzalo Pineda changes the lineup around just to manage the minutes during this point of the season with these congested, uh, this, this congested fixture, fixture schedule. But uh, very encouraging, I thought, from Atlanta United last night. Goodness, I'm on the waitfor.com hotline on this Sunday morning with Joe Patrick. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at JAPatrick200. At JAPatrick200. Uh, one more thing. Uh, uh, we're talking Andrew Gutzman. And he said yeah. after the game winner last week, I'm not that guy. I'm not. It's because people ask, <laughs> are you going to do this some more? No, I, I'm not that guy. And then he goes out and he delivers the, the equalizer that the team desperately needed. You still say he's not that guy? He doesn't give himself enough credit. He's too self-deprecating about his own game, honestly. Like, he's he's a really, really good player. Um, he will tell you that he's not, but uh, he is. I mean, and, and last night, out, even outside of his goal, he's slotted into a different kind of role that we haven't really seen this team utilize before with him specifically. He's kind of just like – he was like a center back that was playing as a back, back three – part of a back three, and it allowed – like he was getting – he was more attacking, kind of getting involved in midfield and overlapping at times. So it was just overall a very good performance from him, even before he scores the – equalizer in what like the 81st or 82nd minute so another late game important goal for Andrew Gutman uh and it was the 20,000th goal in MLS league history guys how about that he gets he gets a little uh records you know he gets his name in the record books for that I, one. I beat you on that one Joe I mentioned that one earlier oh dude, oh nice yeah. nice well, that's well, all right though I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be on jeopardy one day one of a hundred times I've beaten you out of something and it's only because I read it earlier <laughs> everything that you said though before we get to to Falcons up Everything that you just said about this um, this Atlanta United team, it's in place. They have to do what they have to do. But how confident are you knowing that that next matchup is against the Red Bulls? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the, the, the Red Bulls have obviously been this team's kind of bugaboo ever since they came into the league. They've never won against Red Bulls on the road. They've only beaten them one time, which was in the MLS Cup playoffs. And when they went on to win MLS Cup, Atlanta United did. So, it's tough. Um, this schedule is just really tough for Atlanta United, and that's why when you look at the table, it looks really bad for Atlanta United because they're way down the table uh, in 13th position right now. But it's really not that bad if you just look at the points. They're only four points off of sixth place, uh, which seven teams get into the playoffs in each conference in MLS. So there's good and bad in the table, but then the real kind of um, what, what, what really kind of – is a shame for Atlanta United is that they've just dropped points against teams that they should have beaten earlier this year, and now they just have a really tough schedule on the way in. So, yeah, Red Bulls is going to be tough on Wednesday. There's going to be more tough games throughout the rest of the season. Um, but this team has enough talent to, to beat those teams if they can get rolling and get clicking on all cylinders. So that's what Gonzalo Pineda and everybody has to has to hope happens. Spend time on the waitforit.com hotline with Joe Patrick. He's turned into the Tim Wakefield, if you will, of uh, a 9290 game. But, Tim and Wakefield? I say, and I say this Now, because, I am familiar with Tim Wakefield. Yeah, and, and, but I'll say this They don't write about him no more. Tim Wakefield, but, but, <laughs> but, but, he, but he played for th- almost 20 years, and he was a guy who was having trouble finding a position on the field. He would come out of the dugout with a catcher's mitt, a first baseman fit. Everywhere on the field, he ended up pitching. And he learned a knuckleball <laughs> and hung around for 17 years. That's why I'm saying Joe comes out with catcher's mitt, first baseman's pad, Whatever he need, whatever he needs, and, and right now we're going to talk a little bit about about Atlanta Falcons. Your your impression, your your impressions of what you saw on Friday night. 
um, with, 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 the, okay. with this football team. We actually got a win. Yeah. But was that the yeah. most important? Was that the most important thing? No, it, it's not. But I, I was joking. You know, this Falcons team has just not won preseason games for so long. Last time this team won a preseason game, people really didn't know what TikTok was. Like that—that's how long ago it has been since uh, this team won a preseason game. So it's kind of fun for that. But you know, I, I mean, I think that just like even just out, obviously outside of that, just looking at the performances, I think there was a lot to be happy about for Falcons fans. I mean. Um, gosh, kind of all over the field. I think from the first series, Marcus Mariota looks like it's like, wow, oh, he's not like a schlub. He's actually this guy is fast, he's dynamic with his feet. And I think that the Falcons offense just looked like a kind of more modern style offense. Maybe it's just me because, you know, we've been all watching uh, this team led by Matt Ryan for what, thirteen, fourteen years, and so you're just kind of accustomed to seeing a more a very conventional style, you know, drop back quarterback. And so to see a different style uh, take the helms of Arthur Smith's offense, I thought was very interesting and, and it looked really good. Um, I think there, obviously there were some issues with the defense and on that opening series. They kind of just got marched down the field on by the Lions first stringer, first string offense. But, you know, outside of that, uh, you also had Desmond Ritter who comes in and plays basically the rest of the game after Marcus Mariota and also looks, you know, not perfect. Obviously the accuracy was like maybe a little bit off on some passes, but overall not a lot of pre-snap penalties. He's getting the play calls in correctly. And he also looks dynamic in the last minute of the first half. He has two scrambles of about 20 yards to lead the team down into field goal range. Um, just so just very, very impressive from him. And then on the defensive side, uh, Arnold Ebikady looked fantastic at defensive end, just how everybody would have hoped um, the rookie uh, defensive end out of Penn State. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical about him because I've seen him go up against Caleb McGarry a lot so far this training camp. And honestly, to me, he's looked like he's struggled a little bit with some of the, you know, just the physicality of NFL offensive linemen. But uh, I think maybe that speaks well for for Caleb McGarry too, because Arnold Ebikady went into this game and, was really all around the quarterback, um, you know, the entire game, really just creating pressure. Even when he wasn't actually getting home on sacks, you know, he was just like definitely creating problems for that Lions offense. So some very good stuff. Obviously the big negative is Drake London going out in the first series, goes out with a knee injury, does not return, but that doesn't seem to be serious. I'm sure we'll get some more information from Arthur Smith on that later today where the Falcons are practicing in Flowery Branch. So uh, well, stay tuned for that news. But overall, I think you got to be very, very pleased with what you see from this team out of uh, one preseason game. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. All right, Sam, this is going to be great. Go ahead. This is going to be because you brought up Tim Wakefield. Yeah. I think for the first time we're going to have the trifecta. All right, so let's get your thoughts on this. I told Sam earlier in the show when we talked Braves that this week is going to be the week, if any, that Michael Harris – and, and and Von Grissom get shown to the NBA uh, to the um, to MLB. In other words, you know, welcome to the NFL rookie. If there are two guys who are going to remind them that they are in the majors now, it's going to be Scherzer and Degrom. And the success that we've seen this past week is going to get tested when those guys get chin music this upcoming week. I absolutely believe that's going to mm. happen. Those two guys love backing folks off the plate. You know how old school Scherzer is, and I'm just saying this is when we're going to see how they adjust to major league pitchers who have seen them as rookies have the success they've had agree or disagree yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised at all and it, it, honestly 
if that does happen, obviously you hope and nobody actually gets hit by a pitch or whatever, all that, you know, turns out fine. But outside of that, would actually love <laughs> for just the juices to start getting heated between these two teams, really. I mean, we saw it in that first series that they played, what, about a week ago or so. But, uh, man, I love the feeling of having this Braves-Mets rivalry back. It brings me back to kind of when I was a kid, you know, in that, like, you know, right around 2000 right. Um, when those teams were just really, you know, there was a lot of bad blood there. And Chipper, uh, and Ch- and Chipper love, Jones love was going rivalries. up there. Chipper Jones That's was going right. up there and just, you Larry. know. Larry. Yep. What a, yeah. I mentioned this earlier, Joe. What a time for Vaughn Grisham to show up. What a time oh, for him man. to show up, story. you know? I mean, to show up at a time when the Braves get to have this big series. He hadn't played a game in Atlanta yet, yeah. you know? So yeah. I saw no, I mean, he's, he's going to get to play games in Atlanta, and it's going to be the Mets series, I think, is an opportunity for this guy to do some big stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And just really quickly, you know, isn't it funny how you at the trade deadline you got teams all around baseball making these big deals, and obviously the Braves were involved and made some deals for themselves, but um, it's amazing how they're able to just use this farm system that they have and just keep calling up guys who seem to be able to produce and produce at a high level for them. So uh, great to see Von Grissom get off to the start that he's gotten off to and just hope he can carry it on. And, you know, and on, on – Michael Harris, like we, all, it's, it's so easy to forget that because he's performing so well. He's the youngest player in the major leagues. Like that, that is crazy. So, um, man, the future is very bright for these guys. I just want to tell you guys, the head of our sales department, David, thinks you both are drunk who don't know about Mark Fridrich. All right, that's just want to pass that on to you. <laughs> a, he just he thinks you're both drunk, and I can't agree with him more. Don't know I, wig, about I Mark googled Fridrich. him while, while we were talking. I saw I see black and white pictures. You know, this, no, you don't. No, you don't. I, I, I he can't play back that. I can't he, be asked. <laughs> he, this dude was one of those quirky players that came in. He was like a he was like a, a shooting star. He came, he he conquered, and then he was gone. But he he, he had this little quirky thing about him. Anyway, hey uh, Joe, as always, we can't thank you enough. But this was a first. You got all three hats on during the segment. Take an extra always, always enjoy it. Yeah, man. Take Thanks, an extra guys. 20 out of petty cash for yourself. That's Joe Patrick joining us. We're going to wrap things <laughs> Thanks, up Joe. in a minute and turn things over to Chris Goforth. It's Sam and Greg on this anniversary of the birth of Mark Fidrich. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. It's Sam and Greg with a special shout out to Gil Tyree. Oh, the man up in Philadelphia now. <laughs> Gil Tyree, man, good morning. <laughs> we got to get him on. We get started football season. He'll, he'll, he'll give us a lowdown on the Eagles. Yeah, he'll let us know what's going on up there. And how come the Philly season went down the toilet? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that they're not totally done. So we'll 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 see what else with them. They fired the manager and got better. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway, been a minute since we like, shout out to Gil Tyree. Yeah. Um, listen, a couple things real quick. Here, I got to go over before we get on out of here, and I know there's some things you I want got to some address. I got to put out too. Go ahead, go ahead. The, I forgot to mention tomorrow, Star ninety four with Cannon, and Tuesday V one hundred three with Ramona. Speaking of groovy people, uh, taking casting call from our show to their uh, location. So I'm doing a segment on Star tomorrow. V103 on Tuesday. I had to get that out there. And um, I forgot to also through. You know what? I start giving them movie recommendations. I used to do that. 
I mean, people listen to me, but what the heck. But one I had kind of stumbled into for a minute, right as we get on the heels of Tom Cruise and Maverick, that whole thing. When's the last time you saw The Right Stuff? Oh, man, it's been a minute. That's a great movie, though, ain't it? It's a good one. Eric, you ever seen The the Right Stuff? No, sir. Okay, well, uh, you already have an assignment. So I'm not going to pile too much on you. Give but me this, a star, a, a oh, There's like line. five stars in this one. But it's an ensemble cast that tells you, walks you through the story of the space race and the beginning of the Apollo mission. Well, excuse me, the Mercury astronauts mm-hmm. that happened. We're talking Alan Shepard. We're talking John Glenn. We're talking Pete Carpenter. We're talking Gus Grissom. Gus Grissom, yeah. Um, um, hey, we're um, talking what year? The, well, it's the beginning of the space race, so we're talking the 60s, yeah. us, uh, us against Russia, right? And Russia beat us to space first with Sputnik, but we're the first ones that landed on the moon. But that whole back and forth, but also that time in America when, when, when you know, this all happened because of a, just a off I wouldn't say off the cuff, presidents don't normally do that, but it was John F. Kennedy who said we should be able, if you remember the famous speech, send a man to the moon and return him back here safely by By the end. He said by the end of the decade. Yeah, yeah, by 70, right. Okay, and we did it. Yeah. And so this movie, though, is it's great. And it's also the, the, the conflict that went on between the first group of people they went after to be astronauts, because there were no astronauts, were fighter pilots, were, 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 were test pilots. And the, and the number one guy was Chuck Yeager. Yep. But he didn't want to be no astronaut. So you have part of the movie about these guys who their whole mission was to try and go faster than anybody else. He did land speed record, didn't he? He probably did. Uh, yeah. that Bonneville Soft Bonneville Flats. Soft Flats, yeah. Yeah, man. So it's, it's, it's Sam Shepard playing Chuck Yeager. And then there's like Ed Harris and, and, and Dennis Quaid and uh, what's the other guy? Guys, you will, when you see them, you'll know who they are, but they were younger actors then um, that were a part of the, um, the space race. Anyway, it's a great movie, won a bunch of awards when it came out. And it's just one that I don't normally mention here, but again, uh, great visuals too. Unbelievable visuals. Yeah. So yeah, check it out, the right stuff. But Eric's got to, he's got to deliver The Godfather by next week. All right. Or he owes us Herb's ribs, and he promised, right? That's what he said. He ain't saying nothing else. Yeah, he ain't saying nothing now, but he also said. All right, man, go ahead, Sam. I We have mentioned Atlanta Dream today. Atlanta Dream's got one final game left in the regular season, and they still have a playoff hope. I mean, they lost to uh, to New York Liberty in their final home game. They're playing New York Liberty today. That's the season finale, and see if they can get that win. I don't know if they need any others to do some other, other dominoes to fall into place for them in order to make it into the WNBA playoffs. But it would be great for a team that only won eight games last year to be able to find their way into the postseason. Of course, with Ryan Howard, the top draft pick, has made them a team that has really uh, filled some seats uh, down in College Park that people have come out to watch this team this year. So hopefully they could get it. They've had some injuries, um, but it would be good to see them hang on and uh, and make, make the playoffs some kind of way what they win today up in New York. Um, Braves, of course, are playing later on today, and they called up a, a starter for this game. They didn't know last night it's going to be Bryce Elder. Got the call up from uh, Gwinnett, and he will get the start for the Braves So they try to finish off this series with the Marlins and then head back home and get set for the uh, for the Mets in a big showdown series. NASCAR rolling at Richmond um, this afternoon. And sometimes yeah, that's, that's you know, been a nighttime race in recent years, but it's a daytime race today. Kyle Larson 
Uh, and Ross Chastain qualified first and second there on row one, but you watch the third row because Denny Hamlin is there, and he is a Virginia native, and he usually does well uh, when racing in Virginia. So, and you you like give us that stat on Rusty Wallace's birthday. I was waiting to throw that one at yep, Okay. born on this day. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Uh, and and, and that's, that's uh, what's happening as far as NASCAR races start around 3 o'clock. That's what's happening coming up with that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But hey. uh, don't forget Falcons tomorrow night. At, right. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, people can come out there and uh, and and uh, so work out. You have to get tickets for that, Eric. What's, what's the deal? You have to five dollar cost of admission. Okay. Um, I doubt they do walk up, but five bucks and it's for a good cause, donated to charity. So please come on out and, and hear you, hear yours truly on the mic. There you go. Oh, that's there gonna you go. be you. Yeah, yes. man. Oh, come on. I've said that several times now. Yes. To well, you really think I'd be paying attention to you, huh? Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I ain't watch. That's why I ain't seen Godfather. That's like the crumbs, right? That's like, oh. oh. No, you did that in front of thousands of people. Zing. They're going to be waiting. Hey, Sam, yes. man, you got, you, got, you got like three fines going on here. We keep hearing when you get a call or a message. What's that? that ding. I thought that was you. That ain't me. No. That, that's Mr. Crenshaw. He got all these folks wanting to come in and do well, stuff the, with the, him. The mayor's busy. I am going to I'm going to say something right now, and I will back this up. And Sam knows this. I need to do something to help you guys out with this high school show. Again, the premiere, the second season, the sophomore season of the uh, high school football scoreboard show premieres Friday night, 7 p.m. right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You have talked about the number of sponsors you're going to have. You talked about the correspondence you're going to have all around the city. But you and Chris will be in the studio, correct? That is correct. Drinking plenty of coffee, having something to eat, and maybe you'll have some folks bring you up, you know, some food from time to time. You have some sponsors that'll leave you guys a little something to munch on because you'll be up there all evening. Yes. I am going to make you uh, a serving my mac and cheese. Wow. And you guys can get the, the wings from somewhere else or the steak, the burgers, whatever, but I'm going to donate a mac and cheese to, to, to you and Chris okay. so y'all can enjoy it. Very cool. You like that? Huh? Yeah, man. Okay. Just, just save me that. a serving. He's been bragging about this mac and it's cheese. It's good stuff. Nah, it's good stuff. Just save me one small serving. <laughs> it, it, it and Chris, the, too. It, it's the truth. The, the, the other the Chris, truth. the one that's with you down. Yeah, Chris. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me some elements of the Godfather, and we'll see if we can leave you one. That'll be that'll be next week. Oh, by the way, David got back to me, and he said the reason Mark Fidrich wasn't as good as Jack Morris or some of the other pitchers they played when he came up is his career was cut short because of a bar fight. Oh, I, th- I, I thought it was someone his elbow or something. Well, he probably, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, in a bar but, fight. But it, it, it came and went real quick. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But it left a mark there. Um, also, what was the other thing I wanted to mention to you? One more thing. Um, um, the, the, the high school show. Oh, the uh, we still haven't found out. We're still waiting, you and I, to find out whether or not we will be physically down at Corky Kell. Okay. Next week. Okay. You put it out there, folks. Listen to you, and it's being worked on right now. Okay. Either either way, when the high school show hits on Friday night, there will have already been two days of us talking about it. Uh, you know, the various shows here, and of course, you guys will possibly have some sound that they won't get to because, as Eric calls you the mayor, they might want to just call you up and be on Friday nights. But but Sam, are you doing both 
this week? Are you going to do Friday night and come back on Saturday morning? Probably not. I'll answer that one. I'll answer that one right now. Probably not, and I don't want him because to. he also he's doing play by play Saturday evening. You got to give my, my boy. Yeah, no, no, no. He not. It's going to be me and you next okay. Saturday. But we will have elements from the show. Yeah. You being one of the contributors to the show, one of the the, the, the correspondents, you're going to make sure that we get. You know, what's the segment that we school the, days? School days. Yeah. That's what I want. Do you have a special guest, or are you still working on that first guest for the still season? Still working on, this, on, on, on our very first guest. I mean, it's hard to top our first guest, period, last year. I mean, our very first guest for school day was, was Calvin Johnson, just okay. two weeks after getting his gold jacket from Canton, Ohio. That's well, why wouldn't he want to come back and, and, and do it again? People, we, got a, we got a lot of People folks. came back to Letterman yeah, and, and Johnny, I, and, and all. they came got, back we, to we talk shows. Sam, I got someone I reached out to. He's yeah. going to get back to I might have an answer for you today. I'll tease okay. that. Okay. We'll see what we can do. Okay. We all but, know who this is? Oh, absolutely. There we go. Okay. But without further ado. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet. As we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed. With Sam and Greg. It all happened on this day, August 14th. Mr. Crenshaw, did you know that Field & Stream magazine became began publishing on this day? Really? Eight. 1973. Bring them down just a little bit more, Eric. Just a little bit. When I say to you, both of you guys, Prairie View State University. No, it's, it's Prairie View A&M. A&M. I'm saying, but it was then, like we say Hampton Institute, now right. it's Hampton University. Okay. okay. Prairie View State University formed on this day. Okay. Wow. 1876. Okay. Go. Japan on this day, 1885. That was the day Marty McFly went back. Uh, the first <laughs> patent for rust-proof paint. That's important. Wow. You, know, you got to paint your deck, you know, or get that, out, get that seal going? Yes. The uh, Social Security Act became law on this date. The Appalachian Trail was formed and com- uh, formally completed on this day. Y'all know how far that is? 2,000 miles. Okay. From Georgia to Maine. First night baseball game happened on this day, 1939. And 19- oh, 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 who are the participants? White Sox and the St. Louis Browns. So happened just, at Comiskey can't, Park. Can't just flow that. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, first one. Um, 1945, and I'm not going to make fun of this one because this, this is just one of those days in American history. Japan tells the Allies they accept the Potsdam D- Declaration. You know what that meant. Same day. VJ Day. Japan surrenders. World, oh. World War II is over. And you have that famous picture of the sailor kissing the nurse in Times Square where he's bent her back over, you know, kind of like how Ralph Cramden used to kiss Alice, you know, at the end of the he And that that picture and those two are immortalized in a statue. It must be 30 feet high in Sarasota, Florida. Why there? I don't know why there. Maybe the guy retired there. But that, I mean, you drive by it if you're heading to Armand Circle, things like that, right there in Sarasota. Um, The AFL had their first meeting, 1959, on this day, which, of course, do you know the charter members of the AFL before they merged with the NFL? Wow. Dallas, New York, Houston, Denver, L.A., and Minneapolis, St. Paul. And L.A. was the Chargers. There you go. 1968, Montreal Expos officially joined Major League Baseball in the National League. And the Democratic uh, Convention was held on this day in 1980, and they nominated Jimmy Carter 
and Walter Mondale. Also, this was, I don't know, one of those things from just kind of happened. Remember Mia Farrell? Yeah. Famous actress? Mm-hmm. She got that pixie haircut on this day. I bring that up for two reasons. One, Vidal Sassoon did it. $5,000 for that haircut that she wore forever. I think she wore it in, in Rosemary's Baby, yep. that movie. She was dating Frank Sinatra with that haircut. But little known fact, you guys go back and watch. I'm not going to tell Eric because he's got to watch one. But if you watch Godfather 2, Godfather 2, the scene where Michael goes back goes to Cuba and he's being driven to meet Hyman Roth and all that, and he's behind a bus and a bunch of people get off the bus and one of them is Mia Farrow. Go back and look at that. I don't know. Maybe she's buddies with Francis Ford Coppola, but she does like one of those Alfred Hitchcock walk-ons. Uh. Birthdays on this day. I mentioned Doc Holliday earlier. By by the way, I didn't mention Doc Holliday. Where was he born? Where is he from? Griffin, Georgia. I didn't know that. Whoa. Doc Holliday is from Griffin, Georgia. Oh, my. John Ringling, birthday of Ringling Brothers Circus. Rusty Wallace, I just mentioned a minute ago. Uh, Jack Hay. Jack Hay Harry. Me. Born, born on this day. Mike, <laughs> Mike, I love that show. Mike Drabel was born on this day. Mina Kunis, uh, born on this day, 39, uh, 39 years old. But I want to take a second and just mention this guy, Ed O'Banion. It's his birthday today. You, it, we, 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 and we know we all have him to thank for, right? I was going to say, is Ed O'Banion to the NILs and, and college sports what, to what Cut Flood is to Major League Baseball and free agency? I, I, would, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, in, 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 a, in a number of ways, it didn't cost him his career as it did Kurt Flood, you know. But yeah. it has this long after effect, and everybody can't wait to do it and make the money. Well, let's ask we Chris this. So they remember. Yeah, no, let's ask our uh, the guy who's coming on afterwards, Chris Thomas. You heard him yesterday. This guy is doing yeoman's work here. He was with yeah, Bo Morgan yesterday. <laughs> but Chris back is today. back today. And let me ask you this. As we sit here and talk about Ed O'Banion on his birthday, can you make that analogy and say that he is to – what college athletics is and now NILs is to what Kurt Flood was to Major League Baseball and free agency? Is Different that era, but totally fair. Yeah. People need to go back and see the uh, what Ed O'Banion tried to do for his likeness. He was the first person to go to court about that. And so, again, you guys need to, uh, to uh, go ahead and Google it. Anyway, Chris, good morning. And uh, what you guys got coming up? Good morning, guys. It's like deja vu all over again. We're how, back in the saddle, huh? How about that? Uh, well, listen, I got two things for you. Braves, are we relying on the youngsters maybe just a little too much? I have my concerns. <laughs> and then with the Falcons, my MVP prediction for the season changed after one preseason game. I'll tell Whoa, you who that is coming up. Okay. That is a world-class radio tease. Yeah, you got to love yeah, that. Yeah, Chris is. Thomas is coming up next. Mr. Crenshaw, we are all looking forward to season two of the high school football show. You will, be not with, you will not be with us next Saturday. We'll be back together next Sunday. But Friday night, 7 p.m., right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, season two begins of the high school football show. Congratulations, you and Chris. I'm sure we'll do a wonderful job. Looking forward to it, looking forward to it, and then catching up with you next weekend. You got it, Bubba. You guys, the rest of you, Eric, thank you for everything. For the rest of you, thank you for making us a part of your Sunday morning. Go out and have yourself a big day. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.